Have you ever looked at someone who is a corporate practitioner or a business owner and was curious about their journey, what they've experienced, their passion projects, and the practices that have helped them be successful in their work? The Formula Exchange Podcast is the place where the inner genius of our guest meets your curiosity. Our podcast episodes are quick chats geared towards revealing the person behind the LinkedIn profile. You'll quickly discover and learn about their journey what they're doing, and our guests will leave you with a formula to help you conquer your next. I'm your host, Dr. Lenny Cook. Our next guest works for Empire Candle Company located in Kansas City, Kansas. Empire Candle is one of the largest candle manufacturers in the United States, focusing mainly on container-filled candles. Tuscany Candle is the largest and main brand that they produce in Kansas City. And our guest is a part of the operations team overseeing production, supply chain, quality assurance, and maintenance and engineering. In this podcast episode, our guest, David Lee, will discuss the opportunity that every single person has to better themselves and how that can affect positive change, not in just themselves, but also within their circle of influence, especially within their work environment. Hey, David, how are you? How's it going? Doing, doing well. How are you, Lynn? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, so just so that we can bring our audience, the Formula Exchange audience up to speed with who you are, um, can you briefly tell me about your journey and how you've come to do what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah. So, um, well, I'll go all the way back to uh, right after graduation. Um, I uh, have a degree in biology and thought that I was going to uh, rid the world of all the uh, ailments and diseases and uh, overzealous uh, new undergrad graduate um, thinking that I was going to save the world. Uh, started putting my resume out there and the first one that hit was uh, for a candle uh, company and more specifically it was to do research and development uh, in their alternative fuels department. Um, thought to myself, what is this? Like candles? Like, I, I didn't go to school to go make candles. Um, so fast forward, got the job, fell in love with the industry, loved the people I worked with um, at, um, at my company, uh, which was in Chicago, uh, the Chicagoland area, the western suburbs of Chicago to be exact, uh, a place called Batavia. Uh, and got recruited down to Kansas City uh, to work for a company called Empire Candle. Um, and that was um, about 10 years ago. And the ownership wanted to uh, really um, develop a, a, an R&D facility, a technical services uh, department uh, to make sure that, um, you know, we can make a good candle in manufacturing, but um, how much of the safety and performance is thought about during the, the development phase, the research and development phase. Um, so I started up the lab here uh, about 10 years ago and then inherited production and then inherited uh, all of operations uh, several years ago. So um, my job right now is to support the operations team, uh, have a wonderful team uh, that heads up the, uh, the four main departments that encompasses operations, which is uh, supply chain and maintenance engineering, uh, technical services, and then obviously uh, manufacturing production, as we call it in-house. So that's kind of been my candle journey. Um, and I think specifically what we wanted to discuss today was my, uh, I guess, my leadership uh, journey and 
uh, my, I, I guess the, the aha moment and that the first, I would say six to eight years of my career here at empire, I was more concerned about building the, the company, making sure that, uh, we can support, uh, the growth, right? Um, that that it's sustainable, that we have the right foundation. Um, as the pieces started falling in place, um, and the more, I guess, I wanted to better myself. So my journey really started with self-improvement. Uh, what can I control? How can I be more of a value, uh, not just uh, at Empire, but also um, in my personal life? So I started reading a lot more during uh, the pandemic shutdown in 2020. So uh, reading books like uh, Think Again by Adam Grant and The Attributes by Rich Devine and um, really started uh, on the psych uh, psychology side with uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson's book, uh, 12 Rules for Life, and still trying to get through his second book, uh, The 12 More Rules, uh, which is, it takes a long time to read because he's just so cerebral and it's, uh, it's uh, a lot of looking up words that, that I don't know. So the self-improvement journey really uh, showed me that uh, I can be better, but also how can I now uh, use the resources I have uh, that I'm fortunate to have to give back to our people. And I deeply feel that my aha moment really was if you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. Uh, and I'm sure you've, you've heard that or seen that in, um, from other entrepreneurs or other businessmen or just quotes um, like on social media, but um, it's one thing to say things like that, but it's, it's a totally different thing to really feel that. And, yeah. and the last, I would say 18 months has been, how can we continue to give back and, and make sure that our, our people feel like they're cared for so it the last 18 months have been a lot of fun to try to give back to our employees so that, that's kind of been my my journey my my five minute quick summary uh journey wow well first and foremost i want to thank you for those three books that you just dropped so now i'm going to add that uh -huh. to my book my reading list oh great yeah <laughs> yeah and i'll share it with the audience as well the list uh, so sure. that they can follow up as well um, yeah and another so one and another one that's really great um it, it, that goes in line with uh, taking care of your people um, mm -hmm. is everybody matters um, mm -hmm. by uh, it's a gentleman by the name of Bob Chapman um, who is the CEO of Barry Waymiller it's an uh, equipment manufacturer out of St. Louis Missouri mm -hmm. um, and then they uh, broke off a a consulting group that is uh, like leadership consulting uh, called uh, Chapman and Co and they are also out of St. Louis so everybody matters is a great one uh, by Jeff, Bob Chapman Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for this. These are yeah, gems. And that's why we have these conversations. The, uh, yeah. Because it really kind of pushes, not only does it create a conversation, but it creates a pathway so that, you know, we can grow and, and, and evolve as practitioners or, you know, business yep. owners or whatnot. So for yourself, um, I, would, I, I know a big part of your, your shift in leadership has been just kind of being, you know, a little bit more internal and turning within and, you mm -hmm. know, making the commitment for personal growth and transformation. Um, mm -hmm. What what else has helped you be successful in leadership? Yeah, I would say uh, one of the things uh, I've heard, a, I've heard a saying that the closest thing to leadership um, is parenthood. 
uh, mm. being a parent. And I have two daughters and as they've been growing, um, I have found that my personal growth and my professional growth almost are mirror images of each other. And I came to the conclusion that bettering myself is not just going to be better for my people at work, but also for my family and, and in particular, my kids and um, setting the, the right example, being the right role model for them. Because uh, I, I tell my kids all the time, the thing that I want most from you guys is that I want to see you guys grow up to be good human beings. And th that is ultimately what I want to see from you guys. Yeah. You're going to have rough patches. We're going to argue, right? There's going to be growing pains, but ultimately when you hit adulthood, um, that is, uh, that is the goal is, is for you to be kind and, and to be good human beings. And I see that even at work and unfortunately they're not children anymore, right? They're adults, uh, uh, our team members here at Empire. So we can't really get to them at an earlier stage, which it, you know tends to be a little bit easier when you can get to uh, when you can get to people a little bit at a younger age um, to give them a little bit more time. Uh, a lot of times adults are kind of set in their ways and uh, might be a little bit harder to change. but I, I found that um, having candid conversations, uh, walking the talk, showing that you care, um, you know, making sure that uh, your teammates really feel like you care for them. Um, and people know when you're being genuine and when you're not being genuine. Um, you know, it's that animal instinct, right? You know, people can tell if somebody is BSing you. So it's, you know, it's, it's being genuine and genuinely caring. And not only uh, do I live that in my personal life with my family and friends, but I also live that in my professional life. And um, I, I would like to say, and I would like to think that everyone would agree with me, but the culture has really, it's had a really positive impact, which is very powerful. And um, you can just feel it. It's palpable on the production floor, especially. Uh, people are just happy to be there. Um, they're smiling as much as you can tell they're smiling because everyone's masked, but you can <laughs> see it in the with eyes. Their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it in the eyes, right? So yeah, it's, um, it's really, it's really uh, brings me a lot of joy to see uh, folks happily uh, working together and, um, and executing, you know, a common goal. Yeah. So in one of my questions was going to be, you know, what are some of the things you had began doing within the last 18 to 24 months, but you kind of answered that when you just mentioned that you just spent more time, you know, reading and, you know, learning and, yeah. you know, right. And just kind of making that commitment. So I guess yeah. the, the next question that's kind of attached to that question is um, what, what kind of outcomes have you seen, right? Like, have you seen direct um, results or, you know, outcomes from, your personal change like have you seen that actually kind of you know rippling within your workspace yeah that, that's a great word for it there definitely I, I feel that there's definitely been a ripple effect mm -hmm. um yeah people can sense it you know when uh, when you're in a leadership role you're not your leadership is not necessarily a, a self-proclaimed title right Le being a leader is something that uh your your teammates um your, your the, the, just the overall team members of your company, they're the ones who decide whether or not you're a good leader, uh, whether or not Very you're true. just even a leader. And yeah. 
yeah, you can have manager or director in your title, but ultimately uh, leadership is a, um, is a title, it's a role that is earned. And I feel like that is palpable throughout the company now where um, I myself feel it, I feel this mutual respect and I know our people feel it as well. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to individually feel it, you know, like I went back to, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens like the animal instinct or just that, just that natural feeling that, that you're cared for. Um, but we also want to make sure that it's out there and that we try to give back. So some of the things that we've invested in are safety and ergonomic equipment, right? We don't want to see anybody hurting themselves because um, a task is too hard or, or it can be safer. So we've invested a lot of money in automation and uh, packaging systems that help our employees not have to lift such heavy um, uh, products or uh, packaging types of um, operations. And um, also just culturally, you know, what, what can we do? Like um, things like uh, employee of the month programs that we started uh, this year, um, production goal uh, lunches, right? If you break a goal, like let's celebrate, let's, let's bring in lunch and, and all get to, you know, uh, to, to gather and, and break bread together. Cause I've already told, I've always told my guys, there's nothing better than having a candid conversation with someone or with someone, um, over a meal. There's oh, just yes. something about eating and just, I don't know, maybe it's just that it's, it's just more free flowing. It's looser. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I feel like we can have uh, much uh, deeper conversations and more meaningful conversations when people are, Maybe it's because they're full, right? Yeah. <laughs> whenever you whenever you have a full stomach, right? You're usually not angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oftentimes, I think food is a lot of people's happy place, right? And yeah. so I just think it just makes it easier for, you know, just kind of some of those walls to come down, and you know, there to be like this true exchange of, you know. Yeah. 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 Right. So we we love doing those kind of things, and and we're constantly looking to see how we can continue to give back. Uh, to our folks here uh, at Empire. So we're, we're constantly thinking and brainstorming and um, there's great interdepartmental uh, communication and collaboration. So um, it doesn't necessarily just have to stem from operations, right? If, um, if our IT department has a great idea for operations, like we're all ears, like let's, let's collaborate, let's come together, let's, let's figure out what's best for the company. Um, not just segmented and siloed within the departments, but overall for the entire company, because we are ultimately one team. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really want to applaud you you guys for achieving that um, sense of culture within your work environment. It's actually yeah. a rare feat, um, especially within, you know, the industry of manufacturing and production. Um, there's just, mm-hmm. a, a, there tends to be a different type of energy or culture surrounding the work that's done right so i really applaud you just for honoring the people that work and labor with you that's amazing um you're welcome so my next question for you is what's one of those things that you find yourself deeply passionate about i think i'm hearing Mm -hmm. some themes but i'll just wait to let you tell me yourself sure um so i I kind of alluded to it um earlier it's, it's about paying it forward. And, and that's personally, that's what I am the most passionate about. Um, I, I actually, my, uh, my daughter, I don't know if you can see it, but my daughter made me a, uh, a bracelet and oh, I love it. It, actually, it says grateful. grateful. On it. Yeah, nice. yeah. She asked me, what did you want 
on your bracelets. So she uh, she loves like crafty and, and making bracelets and earrings and like loom bands and different things like that, which is great because I love to see creation mm-hmm. uh not just consumption um as as our uh, director of engineering actually said um his goal this year was to uh, create more and consume less and mm-hmm. that really struck a chord with me as well um but yeah just to to create beauty and to to uh not just be consuming you know not just uh tangible consumption but also like consumption like social media right and just trying to get away from some of the the negativity or a lot of the negativity and um, creating something yourself, right? That gets your hit of dopamine in a different form, right? It doesn't have to be on your phone. It doesn't have to be social media. It doesn't have to be Facebook or whatever you use, whatever platform it is. Um, but going back to the bracelet, she asked me, what did you want on, uh, on your bracelet? And I said, uh, the word grateful, because every time I look down at the bracelet now, I remind myself where I came from um, not just the hard work that was required to get to the point I, I'm in right now, but eternally, eternally grateful that my life has panned out the way it has. And the best thing that I can do is to pay that forward. Like, what can I do now to help? Uh, one of the things that I was uh, totally humbled by recently um, was a, a nonprofit group reached out to me called Heartland 180. And they work with underprivileged youth in Wyandotte County, uh, you know, youth who uh, might need uh, a suit for graduation and they don't have the money to be able to afford a suit or, or sh- something as simple as shoes or a dress, right, for a, a homecoming dance or something like that. Or just, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, right, people, people in need. And um, like I said, I was very humbled to be, uh, to be asked to join the board of directors for Heartland 180. So... That's something that I jumped at and said, absolutely, whatever I can do. Because I spend more time in, in Wyandotte than I do in my own uh, in my own county, Platte County, at home. And this is my home away from home. And uh, a lot of the folks we employ here um, are from the Wyandotte County area. Um, so what better way to give back, not just for um, the folks in Wyandotte County, but also um, it directly affects the folks who work um, at Empire, all of our team members. So um, it was a great two for one type of opportunity, right? Two birds with one stone. Um, and we are actively looking to collaborate with Heartland 180, um, uh, Empire and Heartland 180 to, to come up with some like food, like warm clothes and canned food drives and um, donations, uh, fundraising, um, just whatever we can do as a business uh, to help out, because um, ultimately I, I truly feel that um, in order to um, affect positive change and to really uh, to try to start changing the world, it, it starts at a much smaller level. And that is within your business, your company, your community that your business supports. Um, that's where it starts. And um, we as a company, myself, definitely, uh, we all, um, especially the leadership team, we all believe that and, and want to want to continue to give back uh, to our community. Yeah, and I'll give the audience, the Formula Exchange audience, a little bit of context. Um, okay. So Wyandotte County, located in Kansas City, Kansas, is actually one of those areas that's kind of like the underdog of, yes. you know, it tends to be overlooked because of some of the socioeconomic things that happens um, that yes. has, you know, just kind of generationally happened in the area. So the fact that you are conscientiously, um, you know, you, you work there and then you also, you know, provide 
um, resources and you you thoughtfully opt to figure out ways to help build up that community is pretty worthwhile, you know. Um, and it's a place where I'm from, so I really just applaud <laughs> I applaud what you're doing. You know? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, but um, yeah. I appreciate the kind words and thank you for the context. Um, you know, you start mm -hmm. talking and you think, you know, it's everything you know, but you don't realize that you're actually speaking to an audience who doesn't yeah. have any context as to what does Wyandotte mean. Yeah, what is Wyandotte, yeah. So, um, <laughs> So with that said, I would I, I did kind of jot this down as you were talking because I, I wanted to get the wording just right. Um, so the question okay. is, um, what's something that people misunderstand about your ideal of, you know, self journey and how it affects our ability to affect positive change? Right. What's the yeah. interplay? Like, is there does it have to be there to in order to affect change or is it just yeah. a nice have like? in your experience, you know? Yeah, um, so this goes back to controlling what you can control and, uh, you know, walking the talk and, and the whole concept of being genuine. Um, if you are genuinely not trying to better yourself or to improve yourself, but you talk a big game or you're trying to affect positive change when you don't necessarily exude that, um, it feels very disingenuous. Um, it feels like, well, that person talks a lot, but doesn't really do much. So I didn't want to necessarily try to affect positive change without trying to affect positive change within myself. So when I first started on this journey, I said to myself, I can absolutely be a better person. Um, I'm at a different stage in my life, right? People, people change over time and, you know, different circumstances, environment, uh, pandemic effect, right? That, that has really uh, changed uh, people's perspectives and um, has, I would say, more so divided the country more than ever now. Um, so what can I control? And that is myself. And and um, that continued education to me is more important to make sure that you know what, what your why is. Why do I want to do what I want to do? What is my purpose here now? And once I figured that out, that paying it forward is my purpose. Taking care of our team members is my purpose um, because financial success for the business, that's just a result in my opinion. And financial result can be positive and most times will be positive uh, and will be successful as long as the people feel like they're cared for. So in order for me to really exude that and try to explain that to our folks, I had to myself become that person that would be the ideal fit for the culture that I was trying to um, trying to create, you know, for for our at least for our operational team, but really for the entire empire organization. Um, so it starts with yourself. I, I really think it's hard to affect positive change if you yourself are not a hundred percent sure what you want to be, why you're doing it. Um, and I, I think I think the order is that comes first, and then take those learnings and try to um, try to pay it forward and, and try to um, affect positive change out there um, to your local community, right? Things that are more within your control, maybe not as much control as yourself, but definitely more control than let's try to impact the entire world, right? Like little steps at a time, uh, little changes at a time. So I think I hear you mentioning how an introspective shift allows you to actually be able to be more and do more and give more, right? Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so for you, um, what has been um, a bright spot for you in that in that journey? And, and really what I guess 
is in your journey of building more meaningful relationships with yourself and with others. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, earlier this year, we wanted to establish a baseline. What, what is our culture like? Um, we don't really know. Anecdotally, you hear, right? Like, oh, yeah, I like working here. Or, yeah, it's okay. It's just a job, right? You, you hear these things, but you don't really know how people really feel. Um, so we actually did um, collaborate with Chapman & Co. and uh, conducted a culture survey uh, for our entire company. And I would say that was one of the bright spots, especially um, in terms of operationally. Um, a lot of folks really enjoyed working here or do enjoy working here. A lot of folks had a lot of positive things to say. Um, definitely opportunities, uh, which is great. Um, but I would say the bright spot really has been um, the ability for our folks to feel like they're cared for and for them to be to feel safe enough to come back uh, to us with suggestions or opportunities, um, not just have growing resentment because, oh, they don't care about that. So I'm not going to even bring it up. Um, you know, they, they, they feel safe enough to be able to have conversations and conversations with anybody, anybody on the management team, um, uh, the executive, you know, leadership team. People are, uh, people are welcome to have those candid conversations, respectfully, obviously, right? You, you don't want to approach it in a mean way, but uh, yeah, and that has been really a bright spot is the cultural shift, uh, the joy that you see out there, uh, and, the, uh, and the better communication. Uh, I think that was our number one opportunity as a company uh, was better communication, which is such a broad term, right? What does better communication really mean? Uh, but uh, to me, it was just uh, being there and listening, right? Like with intent, right? Not just hearing what they say and not doing anything with it, but really listening deeply, um, like listening with the intent to understand, with the intent to learn. And what do you guys need? How can we help you guys out? And that back and forth communication has been much better, I would say, in the last you know six to eight months. So um, still a work in progress. But, um, you know, at least we're going in the right direction. Yeah, David, I'm really thinking about all of those places I worked ever in my life um, <laughs> that had unique um, cultural issues. Right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, uh, and sometimes, you know, people mean well, people in leadership mean well, but they just don't have yep. the tools to just, you know, to fix it or, you know, it, it affects change. Right. Yes. So. Yes. I really kind of hear you saying that it kind of starts within. Um, yeah. And then there's this expression of outward positive behavior, right? Yeah. Um, yep. what's, what's been one of the most significant things that you've learned with that approach? Because that's a little different, you know? Um, usually we have sure. people try to use, you know, the disciplinary route to change the culture, yeah. you know? And then that yeah. creates that resentment that you mentioned. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. um, what we were saying to our, our folks and what we're still trying to eliminate is this fear that making a mistake means you might get terminated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people shouldn't fear losing their job over making a mistake. I mean, we're all human. And uh, I, I feel the, the opportunity to be, to show more empathy is, is really that, that opportunity. Put yourself in that person's shoes. If you made that mistake, how would you want to be treated? Right. Would you uh, would you want to be heard? Right. How would would you better react to it if a manager came to you and said, hey, let's figure this out. How did this happen? 
instead of uh, being reprimanded or written up. I mean, obviously there are times when write-ups are necessary, um, but that shouldn't be the first go-to. Uh, like I said, people, you know, humans, right? They make human mistakes. You know, not all humans are not perfect. So it's um, to give them uh, a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt and to work and that's just a coaching opportunity, um, additional training opportunity, in my opinion. Um, it's not an opportunity to reprimand. It's an opportunity to, to learn together and, and for your teammate to be better in that regard um, and not necessarily fear that, oh, no, I made a mistake. I can't tell anybody and try to hide it. And then usually what happens is it just gets worse or it, it, yeah. it's, it's a, a small issue turns out to be a it turns into a big issue. Um, but having having that. Um, Having the, the team members understand that they have a safe space and they can trust that uh, when there is an issue, they can bring it up to management. It, the first question isn't, who did that? How did that happen, right? Who's going to get written up for that? It's a softer approach like, hey, how did this happen? But let's try to figure this out together. And let's try to figure out together how we can prevent this from happening next time, right? And because more times than not, people aren't doing it maliciously, right? People aren't making mistakes or um, on purpose. It's, it's a genuine accident. So, you know, pe people make mistakes and we're all human and we need to cut each other a little bit of slack. Yeah. So I'm going to shift our conversation just a little bit um, because sure. I, I hear you speaking to not only leaders, um, just kind of through example, but also mm -hmm. um, to people who are not in leadership positions or who may be leading from the sidelines. Um, sure. So my question to you would be, um, in the event that we happen to find ourselves in a space or a culture that isn't the most positive, right? Mm -hmm. um, how can we, what's your formula? What's your personal formula that you can share with us for how we can be, um, you know, good people and um, demonstrate positive outward behavior despite the environments that we may find ourselves in despite the environment that's that's tough uh, that's really tough I, i'm i'm in a fortunate position where um, i am in a leadership position and leadership meaning not by the definition we spoke to earlier but um, a higher let's say executive leadership team right um, just a general term um, but going back to your your thought your thought on uh being a leader or leading from the sidelines, anybody can step up and be a leader, right? It's it's not about the title that you have. Um, it's not, you don't have to be the CEO of a company or um, overseeing all of operations in order to be a, a leader or a good leader. Um, I see leadership on the floor all the time uh, from people who had just started with us, right? They just exude this energy and this positivity uh, to some people who have been here a long time and just um, know how to um, know how to really, um, what do I want to say, motivate people and, and mm -hmm. to, um, and, and just exude that, right? Because like I said earlier, leadership is, is, it's an earned title and people may not use the term leader, like necessarily on the floor, but they under, they understand what that feels like, uh, when they, when they interact with those particular people. Um, so I would say, in an environment or a culture that may not necessarily fit, right? You you really have just three options. Uh, first option is to accept the circumstances, and that's what you're going to have to uh, to live with. 
And the second is leave that situation. Like I, I can't accept this. I need to leave. And really, I feel like the only other option is to try to um, try to affect positive change. Um, and again, that is very tough in a in a culture. And let's call it a negative culture or a, a less than ideal culture. That is very very tough um, to to just start that right, especially when it's um, you're not in a leader or a, a titled leadership a management position let's call it um, that that's very hard to start but it's i think every single person uh, what we ask all of our team members is we just want you guys to show up to work find joy in what you're doing have a good time try your best be kind to each other that's really all we ask everything else we can teach you right candle making is it's an old, old process, right? It's it's pretty simple. I mean, candles have been around for centuries, so um, we can teach pretty much anyone how to make a candle. Um, but what we really look for are the character, right? Like, um, can I see you growing into leadership roles, into leadership positions uh, with the company? Uh, and and those are the folks that you want to be on the lookout for. But in a in a culture that's less than ideal, it's do your own part. I guess is the only thing I can really say. And if you can't accept it, then you got to leave it. And if you don't want to leave, then you got to try to change it. And it starts with candid, candid conversations. Um, that is so much harder to do, though, um, when you are a lone wolf and you're by yourself. Or if you just started with the company, right, that's even harder. Or if you don't have the clout, let's call it, right, you're not, you don't have a management title. Um, it, gets, it just makes it harder and harder. But um, again, it all goes back to what can you control? And all I ask for people is to control yourself and try to be the best version of yourself um, on any given day. Because uh, if everyone tries to be the best version of themselves or the, uh, the optimal version of themselves every single day, I mean, the world would be such a better place. I believe you. I, and I agree with you totally. So um, we have, I have two remaining questions for you. Um, sure. The first one is to um, just for the sake of, of connecting the dots for the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, sure, what sure. do you, in, in our conversation, what's the biggest takeaway that our audience should walk away with from our conversation? So what I would like our audience to take away is, I, I guess two things. Um, work on yourselves, try to be um, the best version of yourself that you can be. And if you ever get fortunate enough that you um, find success, whatever success, whatever definition that is uh, for you personally, to try to pay it forward yeah. however you can. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Um, and so my final question and my favorite question of all podcasts um, uh -huh. is um, what can our what can the Formula Exchange audience do to help you on your journey? To help. My to journey you, to help you on your journey. Yes. To help me on my journey. Um, I love uh, feedback. I love having conversations. Um, I'm always trying to learn. Um, I, I think especially during the last two years with the pandemic environment, there have been less opportunities to have these sort of face-to-face -face conversations and, and learning to take place. And you know, Zoom is great. Um, you know, the, these opportunities make it much better than just 
on the phone, right? Makes it more personal, but there is nothing like sitting even six feet away from somebody in person and having those conversations. And, um, but at the same time, we do what we can do given the circumstances. So I would love any sort of feedback, any opportunities, further discussions. I am always open to learn. So uh, for our audience, if anybody wants to have continued conversations or um, want to use me as a sounding board, or if I can use somebody as a sounding board based on you know different interactions, that is really what I want is uh, to establish a community um, through your guys' platform um, as, a, as a vehicle to try to uh, help people or guide people to uh, to certain um, to certain professionals or, or just people in general who can maybe have those conversations with them and hopefully can help. Yeah, perfect. So um, there you have it. If you would like to connect with David, head to the Formula Exchange website and you'll find his information. Um, you can reach out to him, ask questions. If you we learned that he loves to read. So if you're reading a good book and you would like to share it with him, go ahead and connect with them. Um, David, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your insight. Um, I have, I've taken so many notes and I'm actually, I find some areas, I've, through your conversation, I have found some areas that I can just kind of use myself. So thank you for sharing awesome. you know, yourself with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Perfect. All right, take care.